the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. All right, everybody. Hour number three. What will we make of this? Well, we've got some Trump audio from his uh, town hall last night in South Carolina, hosted by Laura Ingram. Got all kinds of other things we'll try to wedge into today's show. But that's why God made tomorrow and every day a hot, fresh slate of action. And here on this Wednesday, as we hop into our topical action of this final hour together together today before we hand things over to Mike Gallagher, let me put something on your calendar. It is Tuesday of next week. In fact, there's a new angle to our event with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Seb is coming to town with all kinds of hot opinions, all kinds of takes on the, 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 the presidential race, our nation, the world at large. It's Dr. Gorka. Big brain, big topics, big times to be had at Cigars International in North Fort Worth. It's on it's Denton County, North Fort Worth, up there at 170, or Cabela's is. It's on Cabela Drive. And so Tuesday night of next week, I'm there. Seb's there. You can be there, too. Very special gathering, nice and intimate, very cool. And so we can't wait to see you there. Bring somebody. It's fantastic. Now, here's the new wrinkle. When you go to 660amtheanswer.com, click there, and that's where you buy your ticket. Do that, and you are in. But we also are doing some giveaways. You can click the hey, do both. Cover your cover your bases, because uh, we're doing some uh, some some giveaways as prizes, fabulous prizes uh, to get you into our event with Dr. Gorka. So do either of those or both. Just click on my happy face and Dr. Gorka's there at six sixty a.m. The Here's something that makes us happy every time it happens: a visit with twenty fifth district congressman Roger Williams. Welcome, sir. How you doing? I'm good, Mark. How are you today? I am absolutely fantastic. So as as amid all the craziness of primary season, there's a huge focus on not just having Republicans, but the right kind of Republicans. Do you sense with, with Trump headed back to another matchup against we'll find out whom that this is a kind of a, a, a testing lab come November for are we interested in the America first populist Trump-flavored Republicans, and are the globalists and corporatists sort of fighting for their last breath? Well, that's kind of what we do. I mean, we're fighting big government against less government. We know that less government works. We go back to 2016, and President Trump brought us uh, some of the best policies we've ever seen in our country. Uh, that's going to return when he when he uh, gets the nomination and wins again. But it's always going to be big government, less government. You know, big government people think they know better than the people. And we know the biggest asset America has is not American. It's Americans. I mean, it's it's Main Street. It's uh, it's 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 all your listeners is the biggest asset we have. So that's the battle we're in. And uh, I think at the end of the day, people have pretty much decide they've seen what big government uh, does uh, to uh, futures and to families. And that we're going to get back to where we need to be. 
So I I want to get back to where I can say nice things about Nikki Haley because she is a an accomplished woman. She's been important in our history, a good governor and a fine U.N. ambassador. I don't get it. I don't get the rationale for her continued campaign. Do you? Well, no, I don't. But again, it gets into the, the, the Donald Trump is in so many people's head. It's just unbelievable. And I think a lot of that is, is, is he's in her head and she doesn't really agree with the things he agrees with. She's a good lady. I know her. But it's time for her to get out. I mean, uh, Saturday is the South Carolina uh, vote. And if she loses that, I think she should step aside, show her support for for uh, President Trump. And let's move on. Do you believe that the huge stockpiles of money being funneled toward her are some of it from Democrats, that some of it is globalists, corporatists, old school, squishy GOP just trying to stay alive, aided by Democrats who enjoy her being in the race because she's, you know, trying to kick Trump in the shins every day? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's a lot of people are probably still supporting her that had the hope that she will somehow get the nomination and they will be back in the game. Uh, but the people that need to be in the game are the people of America, small business owners, moms and dads, grandpas, grandmas. And and uh, that's the people that are going to be heard. And there's a big difference between those people and the corporate elite, as you say, that uh, think they want to have 600 people control the whole world. So it's funny. I have a brand new Star Telegram column out today. And it starts out saying, you know, the, this year was supposed to be which Republican will be running against Biden. Well, we got that answer. Now the question is, who's Trump going to run against? Will Joe Biden be on the ballot in November? I think he will be. I mean, I think if he was not going to be on the ballot, he would have done that the first of the year. But I think, you know, he's the he's the in, incoming president. He's uh, and I think he'll be on the ballot, uh, barring something that we have no control over. But I think he's on the ballot. He's their nominee. It's uh, Joe Biden against uh, Biden policies against Trump policies. And I think, uh, you know, if it, uh, we'll make sure we got a fair and square election, Donald Trump will win again. And if if Democrats are able to somehow do what I think most of them want to have happen, and that's, you know, get a Gavin Newsom in there, just please somebody else. It's yeah. it's still Biden policies. I mean, Newsom it can, can complete sentences and actually occupy a debate stage, but he'll be arguing the same bad policies that I pray America is growing weary of. Well, he's already said he's going to talk about how he's going to talk about Bidenomics. He's going to talk about supply chain. He's going to talk about interest rates. He's going to talk about inflation. None of that is a winner. None of it. And uh, if they think Gavin Newsom's the next guy, look what he 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 doesn't even know what his budget is. They gave him another shortfall the other day of how bad California is. So uh, it's Biden against Trump, and it's going to be Trump policy against Biden policy. Biden policy doesn't work. It's fresh in the mind of everybody when they go to the polls. And I think we're going to have a chance to actually get get our country back. We're running out of time. It's not a 20-year plan to save America. It's a two-year plan. Will we uh, be able to fatten up our current razor-thin lead in the House? Well, we certainly need to. I feel like we will. Uh, I feel like we as conservatives need to stick with what we know best, and uh, that's lower taxes, less government, cut spending, all the things we need to be doing that some don't. But we've got some answers. We need to talk about answers and not just attack uh, the other side. Let's talk about what we can do so people understand that. And I think we'll gain seats in the House. I think we'll get the Senate back. 
in in making that pitch, I, I look at various things where we're sort of selling conservatism against liberalism, and obviously the, that ideological battle is part of it. But some things that seem to be attacking our way are things like crime, things like education, things like gender sanity, things like uh, economic strength. You're, you're the chair of the Small Business Committee. It, it seems like things are ripe for independence and maybe people who are not all that ideological – I mean, how many? I, I wish I had a nickel for every time I hear somebody say, "You know, I don't follow politics too much, but I just remember I was better off when Trump was president." Well, exactly, and and the whole thing is, and we as Republicans, I've said this from day one, and you've said it. We don't do the best job in selling ourselves. You know, we have to be retail people. We have to show that if you cut taxes, it's good for America. If you have less government, it's good for America. That there people are born a boy and a girl, good for America. Uh, we have to be able to sell all this and not be rope a all the time and let them let them lead and we get defensive and never get our message out. We've got the best message. Uh, the best message is to believe in the people, cut taxes, uh, make government smaller. Uh, those are the kind of things that we need to do, we can do, we need to sell, and America wants it. You are one of the voices in Texas that President Trump listens to a lot. Have you shared a thought, or would you like to share one with me, on uh, sort of your inside thoughts, uh, even a, a couple of names, who makes a smart running mate or what kind of person makes a smart running mate for him? Well, you know, personally, I want to see, I want to see a business person. I want to see a business person like I am. I want to see a business person like Trump is that will continue the idea of doing business in America means empowering the people. Now we've got a pretty good bench. Uh, and, uh, so I don't know who he's going to choose. Uh, there is a short list out there. Uh, but whoever he chooses probably will have a chance to be the next president. And I want to be somebody who's got a strong business background, somebody who can articulate what uh, Main Street America is standing for. Uh, and we've got people that can do that. So uh, I look forward to it. But at the end of the day, Mark, as you know, people really never vote for the vice president. They vote for the president. And it's going to be wanting President Trump to articulate his conservative business-like principles that work and reminding people what it was like in 2016, but not forgetting 2024 is ahead of us. We've got to win 2024. I think he's doing a great job of being uh, his his remarks are very uh, well uh, well given. He's explaining things, and that's what people want to hear. Who his running mate is, I don't know who it's going to be, but whoever it will be, we're certainly behind the team, aren't we? Congressman Roger Williams. Williams.house.gov is the congressional website. Twitter X feed is Rep R Williams. 25th district from south of Fort Worth to just west of Austin. Big old district with lots of great people. And Congressman Roger Williams uh, representing them. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it every day. Thank you, sir. God bless. Thank you, Mark. God bless. That is Congressman Roger Williams, 25th District. Already 866-660-5759. Um, let's, let's hop to the world of calls here before I – because once I get into the, some of the Trump audio, it'll be a deep dive from last night's uh, Laura Ingram Town Hall. We are in Bryson, Texas. Charlie, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you, sir? Oh, good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good. Well, I was sitting here and listening to Mr. Patrick. And I appreciate, Mr. Patrick, all you've done and what you are doing for us. Mm -hmm. But I, I disagree with you on Hagenbach. People in this district, in District 30, it's important to us whether or not you do live in the district. And I'm supporting Jay Sharvera. I believe he's going to be a good man for it. Uh, Mr. Hagenbach, thank you for your service. Right. For what but, you've done for us. Right. But that still does not make you going to be a good candidate. I feel like uh, that he's going to turn out to be another Drew Springer. 
Boy, that's uh, that uh, Drew. Drew, Drew okay, dude, uh, let's be careful on that. Uh, Drew has lost his cotton picking mind. Uh, the the level of personal attacks, the desire to impeach Paxton again. Drew is unhinged, and this hurts me. I've liked Drew for a long time, but dude has lost his mind. So I think I'd stop a little short of that. Uh, Jace is a good guy. Carrie is a good woman, good doctor. Uh, Cody Clark, good folks. They, in their remaining days, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you, they got to get off this residency thing. It's over. It will not be settled. And if they're just sitting there fussing and haranguing about the residency, they're going to get creamed, maybe without a runoff. It is time for Jace, who is great, and Carrie, who is great, and Cody Clark, who is great, to get out there and say, hey, on policies, on votes, here's why I would be a better senator than Brett Hagenbu. Doing anything else will be a wheel-spinning waste of time. Well, like I said, uh, I, um, I agree with you on, on Mr. Springer and that. Yeah, dude. Like I said, yeah. it, uh, I, it was a sad disappointment with him coming out. I don't know, and I don't, and I don't know. I just, I don't get it. I mean, there, there aren't enough psychiatrists' couches to figure this out. Did Drew hate Paxton all along, and 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 when he still thought he was going to run, decided to acquit him in the impeachment trial because he knew the district would hate him if he voted to convict. And now that he's not running anymore, he can just let that hatred flow like coming out of a fire hose. I don't know. Uh, you know, hey, here's some uh, some tropical islands that Ken can escape to was he when he's a flight risk for his various trials that he awaits this this is crazy quilt stuff so uh, i'll tell you this no matter who winds up being drew's successor i think it'll be someone who's more mentally stable charlie god bless thank you 923 i bought a pack of camels a burrito and a park crossed against the light made a beeline for the park the sky began to thunder all together now Above me saying, girl, you better get back home. I got one. Everybody's heard that, and everybody's heard Down to the Twist and Shout play that earlier, and everybody's heard any one of a number of passionate kisses, and I take my chances, all the great stuff from the Mary Chapin Carpenter Library. But there's a kind of a deep cut from one of her early, early, early albums when I first fell in love with her. Uh, I'll do that to close out the show today. All right, let's close out this half hour here for a moment. Um, quick topical change, because if you've got a teacher walking around in drag, how can I not do it? All right, back to some Trump audio here in just a second. But uh, in uh, at Hebron High, the Louisville ISD, there's video of a teacher walking around in drag. Was that a one-time thing, kind of a spirit day thing or not? Nicole Baker had the voiceover on Channel 11 last night. There are some students in Louisville who say they want their chemistry teacher back. He was put on leave after wearing a pink dress to school. Mr. Tiati, or Mr. T as they call him, was attacked online after this video started spreading on social media. The situation got very heated once a right-wing account posted that video asking the superintendent to explain how that dress was allowed. The right-wing account is our friend Kaya Rychik at Libs of TikTok with a video of, uh, of uh, Mr. T, uh, Rachman Tiati. Walking around in, in, in walking around in a dress. Hang on a minute, though. The district says it placed Mr. T on leave while they're reviewing the situation. But students have started a petition in the meantime, and here's what some of them are saying. 
Bring Mr. T back. Mr. T's just a cool dude. He did not deserve this. Mm. Now, the students say this video was taken on Spirit Day. That is where students and staff can dress up according to different themes. And the students claim they encouraged Mr. T to wear the dress. Maybe- yeah, maybe he was prone to do it anyway, because this that may, and God bless the kids, Mr. T's just a cool dude. He may well be, and he may be a really good teacher too. But in this particular day, age, and slice of time, not a good time to be walking around in a dress. I mean, I, and here's the thing. if I, I don't want to lose the comedic value of drag, the non-agenda-oriented Milton Berle, uh, you know, uh, Jack Lemon, uh, old-school style, uh, uh, Danny Kaye, uh, and Bing Crosby and White Christmas. I mean, there's a strong satirical comedy element in this. The Powder Puff football game, we had one of those when I was in high school. Uh, the dudes are the cheerleaders and the girls play a game. I just that there, there's, there's, but the, you just can't do it anymore. We've lost that. We can't have nice things anymore because there are real wars going on about gender. So if Mr. T has been, if this is just a one-time thing, I've got a heart for latitude and just get the guy back in the classroom. But how about this? Uh, no more of the ladies' clothes on you as you're trying to teach kids the periodic table of elements. How about that? 931, Mark Davis, here's Nikki Whaley in the newsroom. home stretch on a sunny, spring-like Wednesday. Get out and enjoy this day. Beautiful day, the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. All righty. I'll be rejoicing on the morning of March 6th. (laughs) All, All the questions answered. And then suddenly restaurants and furniture stores will be able to advertise again. Good times. So here's the kind of commercial uh, that I'm talking about. It was, and I, I I don't even remember on whose behalf. I think there was a, well, there was the famous Judge Softy campaign, which I think was a Jeb Henserling Fifth Congressional District concoction. Where, it, but but the premise is the same. It's been done in a lot of different ways. It involve it, it it takes place ostensibly in some diner or something where you can hear the tinkle of spoons and teacups or salad bowls or something in the back. And it's like, uh, know something, Bill? No, Fred. What? Did you know that Joe Blow wants communist pedophiles to be teaching kids in our school? Well, I didn't know that. Well, I'm voting for Bill Franklin. It's just the, just the most matter-of-fact, overheard conversation in some establishment. Uh, hey, uh, Wilma, yeah? Uh, did you know that? <laughs> just followed by the most just horrible, over-the-top accusation. And then the person goes, well, doggone, I, I tell you what, well, spank me and call me Charlie. That's terrible news. I think I'm going to have to go vote for uh, Billy Watkins. It's so, it's so I, I miss those. Those seem relatively innocent compared to some of the sludge that we are being uh, treated to this uh, campaign season. Uh, all right. Hey, speaking of that, let, let's uh, let's do uh, – here's a little personal story. Can I share this? Because of the guy who delivers this report from a Fox station in Austin. When um, – coming up next month, we observe 30 years together in DFW Radio. Crazy, I know, right? March 28th, 1994 was my first show on BAP. Did 18 years of those. 
<laughs> and now 12 years here in the Salem outpost for which I could not be more grateful. And my prior stops in life that you know well. I was in D.C. for a while back in the where I grew up in the Burbs after being born in San Antonio. And I logged some Jacksonville and some Memphis and just all pleasant, pleasant memories. And where I first sort of got my talk show wings, they they offered me a show in Jacksonville in October of 1982, a couple of months shy of my, a couple of weeks shy of my 25th birthday. That was not a great show. I'm just going to tell you. I have tape. It's <laughs> uh, I may be forced to play some of that for you. Maybe on that day I'll play that for you. Uh, it, but then after um, two years of shows in, in Jacksonville, I got hired at WHBQ in Memphis, which historically was the first station to play an Elvis record. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, Dewey Phillips on the show called Red Hot and Blue and the magazine floor of the Hotel Chiska uh, on that fateful summer day, 1954, had this Elvis kid in and played Let's All Around a Mama like 47 times and everybody went nuts and the world changed. So during my career in Memphis, I, there was a, this wonderful kid, and I mean kid because if I was 27, 26 when I got to Memphis, uh, he was a couple years younger than me uh, and was like a sports intern, wanted to be a sports anchor, and the whole sports thing only went so far, so then he went into promotions and management, wonderful guy named John Kosky. And John became like the general manager of the TV station that was attached to the radio station. I was like, wow, look at that. And now he fills his days doing all kinds of other broadcast things and production things. He's uh, And uh, just a wonderful man. He's got unbelievably talented kids who are working on Broadway and on TV shows. So anyway, that's my buddy, John Kosky. Apparently a broadcast talented family because John's brother, Rudy, uh, is is a reporter for the Fox affiliate in Austin. So for the first time I get to say here's Rudy Kosky uh with a little bit of a package on he went down to where to where Governor Abbott his own self voted just yesterday morning. Early voting got underway Tuesday morning and Governor Greg Abbott was among the first at this polling place in Bee Cave. Abbott's pick at the top of his ballot was no surprise. Uh, I, I will tell you that I did vote for Donald Trump for president. Shocker. <laughs> but other political endorsements that the governor has made in several campaign stops, he admits, remain in doubt. On all these races, it, it looks like in, in the House, they're going to be close. These are uh, hotly contested races, uh, and we see how they work out. Voter turnout for the 2024 Texas primary is expected to be low this year, a political wild card, according to political analyst Brian Smith. Incumbents are always scared about low voter turnout because it includes a lot of people who may vote for the incumbents simply because they know them staying at home. Anytime there's low voter turnout or high voter turnout, it scares incumbents because they don't know who these people are. Turnout is absolutely critical. Texas Senator John Cornyn and his wife were at the Carvey Museum in East Austin Tuesday to vote. You see, Texas has an open primary system. And I asked the senator what he thought about the idea of local Republicans crossover voting. I would, I would say anybody but the incumbent uh, if people are going to vote in the Democratic primary. But you make a, po a point, which is when there's no choice available, people are stuck with a single choice, which is the incumbent. And um, so I encourage everybody to get out and vote and cast their ballot for their favorite candidate. And okay, I got a better idea. Close the primaries. Got a much better idea. Stop this nonsense. And I've said this forever. That You know, why do primaries exist? It's so that Republicans or people who are thinking about swimming in our pool can figure out who our standard bearers should be. 
You know what Democrat primaries are for? It's for those people. <laughs> I say that with all love. It's so that Democrats can go figure out who their standard is. We don't need to be jacking around in Democrat primaries, and I don't need Democrats jacking around in ours. Favorite primary. Some financial crossover action has already happened, according to campaign reports. That doesn't surprise Smith. So I expect to hear a lot of cries about electioneering, but you mentioned it a moment ago. This is the moment for moderates and independents to really have input. Mm-hmm. Let's see how that works out. They're trying. Well, this is the moment for those candidates who might be tacking to the center to attract some voters from the other side. Who Good. Yeah, great. Also known as squishes attracting uh, love from uh, from libs. Not normally vote for them. Uh-huh. Rudy Kosky, Fox 4 News. There you go. There's John's brother. All righty. So uh, let's, with that, let us pivot straight to some of the uh, red-hot action in Greenville, South Carolina, last night on the Laura Ingram program. Uh, she brings President Trump out to thunderous applause and uh, played for him and for the assembled crowd uh, a little Nikki Haley audio from earlier in the day. Many of the same politicians who now publicly embrace Trump privately dread him. Name one. They know what a disaster he's been and will continue to be for our party. Some people used to say I was running because I really wanted to be vice president. (laughs) I think I've pretty well settled that question. Lord knows. Has she settled that question? Well, I settled it about three months ago. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, Tip your waitresses. She's not working. She's here. She's down by 30, 35 points. And everybody knows her. You're not supposed to lose your home state. Shouldn't happen anyway. And she's losing it bigly. Big. I mean, really. He almost almost threw down the the best Trump adverb ever. Bigly. Uh, I said bigly and bigly. Bigly, but we're gonna we're gonna really do a job. I think that, uh, as you know, when we went to Iowa, we got the biggest margin in the history of the caucus. The biggest. That's a long time. Why do you think we, she's staying in the race? Um, I don't think she knows how to get out. Actually, uh, I really don't. She did terribly in New Hampshire. She got mo- the only vote she but got she has was from Democrats. a lot of money Democrats. behind her. What do they think they're? Well, getting they're out? trying to hurt me because of the general election. So the Democrats are giving her money, and she's playing into the game. And I think she just can't get she just can't get herself to get out. There, there are two types of money coming into the Nikki Haley coffers that will try to keep her on life support, uh, even past South Carolina. In fact, when you've got this much money going, because I got to tell you. We talk a lot about the energy expended between left and right, the energy expended in conservatives going after liberals and liberals going after conservatives. And by the way, that's that's baked into every day, obviously. It keeps me in business. Uh, but th- th- I got to tell you, th- there there is a nuclear powered energy and aggression. It will amount to virtually nothing. I mean, it is a wheel spinning exercise for the ages. But I got to tell you, you haven't seen energy and money. Like the squish establishment globalist corporatist GOP going after real conservatives, uh, the the degree to which they will prop Nikki Haley up because because they're just trying to keep their brand alive. The old Paul Ryan, John McCain, John Boehner go along to get along, reach across the aisle, Casper Milk Toast, Pablum. 
they're, they're folks that they're they going to try to keep that brand alive for as long as they can. The other type of money funneling into the Nikki Haley coffers uh, is just outright Democrats, uh, actual genuine dyed in the wool liberals who just enjoy her being there because every day that she's there, we can't have Republican unity. Every day that she's there, uh, all the news is going to cover Trump, Haley, Trump, Haley, Trump, Haley, and not what they will eventually be covering, and that's Trump Biden, because when that starts happening, the news gets very dark for Democrats. Uh, she's doing poorly in the polls. Look, if she was doing well, I'd understand it, but she's doing very poorly. She lost uh, in record numbers in Iowa, record numbers in New Hampshire, uh, Nevada, uh, no name beat, uh, no name. We had no name. <laughs> Well, she's made it. She and Biden it was none of the above. have like almost in a way some would say team up together. They're Biden's people to say, look, if you're going to complain about age, Trump's age, Trump's demeanor, Trump makes mistakes, forgets names. She's trying to equate Biden's decline, which is fairly obvious, with you for being, you know, 77. Well, he's uh, he's declined and there's no question about it. But he was always sort of semi declined. If you go back 25 years, <laughs> he was not. <laughs> A neurological term is caught. Boy, if semi-declined becomes a thing, boy, look out for me. I, I may I may show evidence of that most hours of the day. One of the smarter people. He's tried to be president many times, four times at least that they know of. And all of a sudden, when he's most diminished, this is when he hit and he, he did it. But uh, if you look at me, I feel, and I really mean this, and I would tell you, I, and I think you tell me too, because we've known each other a long time. If I was, if I felt diminished, okay, let's use a nice term. If I felt diminished or declined in any, any way, I think I'd know it. And I think I'd say, I'm not running. Somebody should talk to him. But if he runs, he runs. Uh, he doesn't seem to be, I heard you say that he's very persistent, and he probably is. I think most stubborn. people, I, I think that most people that run would be stubborn or persistent. Well, sure they would, because no, who wants to step aside? Who wants to go the full LBJ? March 31st, 1968, I will not seek nor will I accept the nomination to be uh, your president. Uh, is Biden going to do that? But check my Star-Telegram column out because the, it, it deals with will he or won't he? Will Democrats try to pull something at the convention to save their bacon? Uh, bacon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's my Star-Telegram column today and across the McClatchy chain and great papers like the Miami Herald, Kansas City Star, et cetera, et cetera. Whew. Well, all right. I need to find uh, a Mary Chapin Carpenter record and throw a couple other factoids at you. And let's get out of here for Mike Gallagher, shall we? It's 9.50. When she gives her heart to you. So how many country stars are born in New Jersey? Not many. Mary Chapin Carpenter, 65 years old today. You might be thinking Eddie Rabbit. No, uh, uh, uh. Eddie Rabbit, born in Brooklyn. Raised in East Orange, New Jersey. Well, she should have known by how do I know these things? I don't know. Can't find my car keys, but I know this. And I know this, too. We all thank you for listening today. This is something of a dreamer from one of her earliest, earliest, earliest albums, like 92, called State of the Heart. So good. So good. He promised wine and roses, and she thought that was enough. She's something of a dreamer. For producer Ron Decay, more than all the old X Twitter at producer Ron Decay, R-O-N-D-A, capital K. Thank you, Mr. Matt, for the technical guru skills. And Nikki Whaley for News Excellence. 
Mike Gallagher's next. Hop on over to that website of ours, will you? 660amtheanswer.com. Get you your tickets for Dr. Gorka, Me and You, Cigar Night with Dr. Gorka. It's next week, and you can win tickets, too. Right, Click on that link at 660amtheanswer.com. And click that Food for the Poor, Give Life Better. Let's feed a couple of kids in Latin America, the Caribbean. Let's take a look at this. Let's do it. Let's do what's right, what we are called to do. There, that Food for the Poor, Give Life Better at 660amtheanswer.com. Thanks. See you in the morning. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.